0: Castian Saya travels to Alderaan under the guise of a security officer to attend a very important royal event. However, if he's not careful, this might be the last party he ends up ever attending. So, Castian or Gorian Telhul, as you are going by on this planet, you have decided to go to the cantina to wait out Jane, aka Laris's interview with Cerise Nabella. What cantina does Gorian pick out? So,
1: this is a moderately wealthy cantina. Nice clean floors, bust tables. It's called the Jaunty Blaster.
0: The jaunty blaster.
1: The jaunty blaster.
0: And it's midday, so there's, it's not a crowded cantina by any means. You know, even in a nice place, there's always going to be a couple of drunks who are slumped against the bar. There's some people that look like they're maybe waiting for somebody, maybe an illicit tryst or a business meeting. But when you walk in, other than the bartender looking up and nodding in your direction, acknowledging that you've entered, nobody pays much attention.
1: On his way there, Castian slips on a cap. It's an Alderon cap, nothing too fancy about it, but it kind of obscures his face just a little bit. He tips the brim of his hat towards the barkeep and moves to a table where he his back to the wall. He's not playing any games, avoiding the Djaric tables, the sabak game in the corner. He's just going to sit there and order some tea.
0: And as you're waiting for your tea order to arrive, a new group enters the cantina. And you can tell even before the door opens that this is not an ordinary group of bar hoppers. These are the familiar steps of a stormtrooper unit.
1: Castian glances towards the door, lowers his cap, and then he's actually standing up and moving towards a Jajaric table that's in the corner. That's that 3D chess game. And he takes a seat, inserts a credit into it, and just starts playing a solo match, his back now turned away from them.
0: The stormtroopers finally enter, and when they do, you could hear a pin drop. So it's not a raucous cantina in the middle of the afternoon by any means, but especially once a stormtrooper unit, it's about four stormtroopers have come in. Nobody is looking up anymore. Everybody's very interested in their drinks. Nobody is talking to each other. Everyone is just waiting to see what is going to happen.
1: Castian lays a hand on top of the board as he's like studying for his next move, and on his bracer is a small flip mirror that he opens up. It's the size of what a dentist would use to look in your mouth, and he's just watching the stormtroopers from there. He's definitely getting nervous. Are they looking for somebody?
0: The barkeep is the one to finally break the silence. She comes to the edge of the bar and asks, "'Can I help you, gentlemen?' And the stormtroopers you can see in your mirror ignore her, scanning the room. Castian, as you're watching them in your mirror, waiting to see where their eyes are going to land, you're distracted by a throbbing pain in your left hand. Not now. And I am going to flip a destiny point because this could hurt you. Castian, I would like you to give me a Vigilance roll, and that is going to be an average difficulty, but we're going to say that Destiny point that I spent upgraded it, so it's one purple, one red difficulty.
1: One success, one advantage.
0: Excellent. So as you feel your your hand throbbing in pain, how do you react? It's obviously a very small reaction. You're not going to attract the attention of the stormtroopers.
1: Castian, he presses his hand against the board, his hand shaking as he tries to control the pain. And instead of staring at the board where the figurines are waiting for his next move, he's just glaring down at his hand, almost with this look of absolute hatred, until finally that throbbing sensation seems to just kind of spread across his body and dissipates. But maybe it's just luck or it could be him. Someone's glass suddenly tips over off the bar and crashes down as if pushed.
0: And at that same moment is when the stormtroopers finally make their move, distracting everyone from the fact that a glass has just fallen without anyone touching it. The stormtroopers approach one of those drunks who are slumped over at the bar, and without any words exchanged, two of them just grab one arm each, and they drag him out.
1: Castian's attention is finally back on them, and he watches until the very last stormtrooper's back is to him and is out that door, and then he'll allow himself to breathe. Oh, thank the stars. He takes a few short breaths before turning towards the bartender. Where's that tea?
0: And Castian, you wait in the bar for a couple of hours. The barkeep is trying to keep everybody happy and distracted from the incident that happened. So your tea is always hot and freshly refilled. Any milk or sugar that you require is brought to you before you even have to ask for it. All your needs are anticipated, as is everyone else in the bar. And as the workday ends and the cantina starts to get a little more crowded with the afterwork crowd, finally Laris rejoins you.
1: Took you a while. How did it go?
0: It was acceptable.
1: You got the job. I believe so. (sighs) Well, that makes our jobs easier now. We'll have Bone trail us and wait out on the outskirt of the Alderaan system in the Howling Gundark, just in case there's an emergency. But I think we could just slip in and out, make this quick.
0: Sounds like an optimal plan, sir.
1: Excellent. Hopefully she supplies the outfits for us. We don't exactly fit
0: in. Correct, sir. And do, do you wait in the cantina
1: since the Gundark is orbiting, we just got a small room at one of the cheapest areas. It's literally one room.
0: So you retire to your room, and a couple of hours later, you get the call from Cerise Nobella's secretary. You both have gotten the jobs as security officer and translator. There is a delay, so instead of leaving late tonight, you'll be leaving in the morning. You're given a time and a landing pad to meet at. You'll we'll be taking a shuttle up to the space station, where then you'll be boarding a ship to take you directly to Alderaan.
1: So going to sleep, waking up early, and we're heading straight to the landing pad in the morning.
0: And at the landing pad, you meet a, a motley crew. It is obvious with the other people that are arriving that what your info chant told you is correct, that Cerise Nobella did not have a large budget for hiring her staff. So while nobody looks like an out and out criminal, these people all look like they've been out of work for a while.
1: Castian, he walks up and he looks around and he sees a couple of them are leaning against like the pillar. Some of them are sitting on crates, drinking, not really being professional, not awful. They're not like, you know, trying to have a gas fight or anything like that. But after a second or two, Castian raises a brow. Clears his throat and says, gentlemen, line up, get up here now if you want to be respectful. You're getting paid for Star's sake. I'm just trying to fake it until I make it.
0: Sure, and there's grumbling, but they all, it's not a very straight line and nobody is standing at attention by any means, but you get a group of people more or less in a line. There's five people that are part of the security team.
1: I'm going to try to read them to get a hint of like, oh, this guy must have been a stormtrooper. Oh, this person must just be a planetary force. Oh, this guy's a thug.
0: I'm going to say that's going to be a perception roll. Easy.
1: Uh, One success, one advantage.
0: So nobody is or was a stormtrooper. Certainly no one has that bearing that that stormtroopers tend to have. One person has other military experience, however. He's an older gentleman. Possibly Clone Wars experience mm-hmm. There's a, a couple who are, are Obviously laborers You can see their hands Are heavily calloused Maybe they worked in the Factories working on the At-ats or something like that Because they've got a bit Of, of heft to them uh, The others They're not able to really Discern what, what is going on With them They're all humans The entire crew actually Is <clears throat> is human But from security to other diplomatic envoy people that were hired, it's three men and two women that are in the security force.
1: And which one's the one from Clone Wars experience?
0: The older gentleman. He's obviously the oldest of the group. Everyone else is kind of like 20s and 30s, and he's probably 50s.
1: I look towards him, summon him over. What's your name, sir? Beckel. I kind of look him up and down. Republic or Separatist?
0: (laughs) What's the matter now?
1: No, I just know that you have military experience, and we're going to need that. You will be watching over these four to make sure that they keep in
0: line. Sort of trouble you expect, and it's on.
1: My job is to make you guys look good. Your job is to just make sure we get paid. So I'm trusting you in this. I think you would have the experience to lead these men. He shrugs. Perfect. Everybody, I want you to listen to Beckel. He seems like he is a man of great experience. Everybody else, I'm here just to teach you a couple manners. Why do we need manners is because a couple of you, I'm sure, are factory workers who were recently laid off. That's no surprise. The production of ATATs have gone down just a little bit, enough to close a few factories. You want to make a good impression. So, whenever Miss Cerise is around, this is what you do. And I'm basically giving him proper etiquette. Standing up straight, shoulders back, don't lock your knees. Don't stare straight at them. Stare straight ahead. Just basically things that they would help them in order on.
0: All right. This is going to be an average difficulty here.
1: And is it charm? It's leadership. leadership, It's
0: absolutely leadership. This is not a group that is inclined to want to take instruction. And, you know, I'll give you a boost die, the blue boost die, because you've got Beckel on your side. Two successes. So nobody looks happy about it, but everybody follows what you say.
1: And I'm just basically trying to look like I'm leading them through exercises before Cerise comes along.
0: And you don't have that much time to do it because she's running late, definitely, but not terribly late. About 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. She comes in with her secretary bustling behind her. The secretary drops a couple of data pads and has to stop and, and grab them in order to rush back up to Cerise, who did not pause. She's obviously, well, she was a little overwhelmed yesterday. Today she is in I am in charge mode.
1: As soon as I see that she has that mode on, I step in line with the other people and just keep my chin up. Hopefully everybody else remembers chins
0: up. (laughs) Cerise takes a look over the assembled group. Then she turns to her secretary. Has everyone arrived? Yes, ma'am. Excellent. Cerise turns to the assembled group. Let us depart.
1: Yes, ma'am. Come on, gentlemen. Two people go in first. I keep two people on the ramps to let her in and I circle along with Laris At the end, just to make sure everything looks up and up. I don't expect anything to be wrong. I'm just trying to put on a good show so I get invited to the festivals.
0: And in fact, nothing is wrong. Not even going to make you roll for that. The shuttle is pretty standard Imperial issue. And the shuttle makes the short hop from this landing pad up to the spaceport where Cerise leads the group to a basic transport ship. It's obviously a privately chartered ship. You're not riding along with any other plebes. So this transport, its only mission is to take your group to Alderaan.
1: Great. And once again, I'm just doing the pre-check of walking around. I'm just doing it a really quick scan. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, yeah, if everything looks up and up, we're heading out.
0: All right. It's going to be about a day to get you to Alderaan. What do you do during that day? Cerise is primarily reading and rereading all the documents that she has about Alderaan.
1: Yeah. At one point she comes out towards the kitchen area and she hears someone banging like a broomstick on the floor. And then she hears counting. One, two, three, two, two, three. Don't grab her ass. Two, three, up two, three, two, three, three, one, two, three, spin. Oh, gentlemen, dancing is a important part of Alderon. If your security, if a noble comes to you, which they will because they find it adorable to mess with people of our stature, they will ask you to dance. And if you embarrass yourself, you embarrass the person with you. So one, two, one, two, three, two, two, three. And I'm just going through a, a basic dance that I've, I've been like learning quickly.
0: So you notice that Cerise has come to observe this <clears throat> this dance lesson. Do you do anything?
1: Ambassador Nobela, I apologize. I w- Was I counting too loudly? I can stop. It's just, I was, I know the newest trend of Alderaan nobles is to ask the uh, servants and the security of a noble or traveling ambassador to dance, and it, it's, it's a game. I was just making sure they know at least a couple dance moves and know not to touch anybody where they shouldn't be touched.
0: No, no, it was absolutely fine. I was just, I was just... I was just curious, just curious.
1: Not a problem, and I'm sure you know the on two-step, yes?
0: Oh uh, well, I, it's a, a, little rusty. I, but but yes, of course.
1: Would you like to practice?
0: That's that's very kind of you to to offer. Uh, I I, I suppose.
1: Excellent, excellent, Jane. Put on the music. Yeah, it's just a, a basic waltz, and I'm just going to try to uh, show her how to do it, and not mess it up myself.
0: I'm going to say that this is a Core Worlds check.
1: Ooh, a Core Worlds check. I like that. I
0: don't think I've made you do a Knowledge Skills check in all of this game.
1: Since I've studied it, can I have a blue die?
0: You can have a blue die. It's it's easy. The Alderaan two-step, it's basically a folk dance.
1: Two successes, two advantages. Wow! Nailed it. Nailed it.
0: Yes, you lead Cerise Nobella in a rousing round of the Alderon two-step.
1: We stop as the music ends and Castian offers her a smile and says, well, You weren't so rusted at all. You'll, I'm sure you'll make some prince swoon there. And I release her and I give her a very formal bow.
0: Her cheeks are a little red. You can't tell whether it's from the exertion of being whipped around the dining area or whether it's embarrassment or, or she's flirting, mm. but she's obviously very happy.
1: Well, I should probably turn in, but uh, Beckel, uh, just make sure these gentlemen and ladies don't have too much of a good time. Sure. Thanks, Beckel. Ambassador Nubella. And I bow very formally and I just walk out and I take a seat. And I feel a little bit queasy as I get into my room. I kind of lean against the wall, blink a little bit, and rub out my hand.
0: You wear gloves all the time at this point, correct?
1: You know what? That's actually a good point. I do have gloves all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually taking off my gloved okay. hand to expect my hand. How's it looking?
0: Not great.
1: Is it worse? Like, I'm assuming it's been it's been getting veiny yes. for a while. Does it look like... Do the veins look more prominent? Is it darker, throbbing?
0: It's not throbbing terribly at the moment. You can't tell if the veins have gotten darker or if your skin has gotten more pale. Because when you hold your left hand against your right hand, your left hand is the one that was nicked by that Dathomir blade. So it is the hand that is pale and veiny.
1: So my hands, like, one's very, very pale, one's, like, slightly pale. Yes. Because I am a pale man. You
0: are. Okay. But it's also, good. you know, it's just difficult to tell. It's like, is this just because one hand has these dark lines, so it's kind of a, a trick mm. of the light? But Glarus. it certainly has not gotten better.
1: I contact Laris. Laris. I need you to um, come to my room, if you can, at in about an hour or so when others are resting. Bring the medical bag, please. Uh, do we still have any of that blue echo? Blue Echo is a minor spice. It used to basically be a dye they used until they realized it provides mm-hmm. it with enough tweaking you could actually use it to get high. And what it does, it's a pain number. I am using a destiny point, yes. <laughs> Do we have any of the the blue echo dye left?
0: We have just two doses left, sir.
1: Bring it to my room. Just wait an hour. Oh, wait 30 minutes, actually. Just just be careful gaming here. I don't want people to think that we're having a relations.
0: Yes, sir, that would spoil the cover story that you're developing with Cerise Nabella, would it not? Cover story? The obvious relationship you are attempting to forge with her.
1: I just bring the blue echo. Thank you. My kid just kind of lays out in bed, and he's staring at his hand, trying to focus away from it. And he's just – his hand has been acting up for the last year or so. It, it, it flares up just randomly, he thinks. There's, I'm sure if he actually thought about it, he'd know there's a sign. But no, but he doesn't
0: want to think about he it. He doesn't
1: th- He doesn't want to think about it. So he's just rubbing his hand over and over again, trying to get the ache out.
0: But you're unable to. And after about 30 minutes, Laris arrives with <sighs> the bag that carries the blue echo.
1: <laughs> Administrator, please. And I hold out my arm. It's something that you have to inject.
0: She does. Thank you.
1: Is everybody else in have they retired yet?
0: Aside from two of the security who you instructed to remain on duty, yes.
1: Good, 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 good. Uh, make sure to review all the documentations that you've sent me to make sure you haven't missed anything, please. I want to make sure I have everything I need to know about Alderon.
0: Laris is just staring at you blankly. She's obviously <clears throat> reviewing things as you speak.
1: Kier said the, the, the contact will find us, yes? Yes. Okay, okay. And he knows, so he must know who we are. Then um, just keep an eye out for anybody who seems to be looking for something. That doesn't seem right. Um, Just,
0: Sir, it is advised that you get some rest. You have used much of the Blue Echo, and it is known for its cognitive side effects.
1: (sighs) I am fine. Go. I need to study a little bit more. I'll be fine. Go.
0: And Laris leaves.
1: Leave the Blue Echo.
0: Sir, it is advised for you to- Leave
1: it now. That is an order. Yes, sir. And Castian, he pockets it, and then he just lays down in his bed and just kind of, he tries to focus on the data pad, but he's a little bit, it's a little hard to focus. And he drifts off into a bitful sleep.
0: You eventually do doze off enough that you are awoken in the morning with the alert that your transport is entering the Alderaan system.
1: I immediately get up, probably oversleeping past my alarm. A bit. And I quickly get dressed, making sure to put my blaster on and my concealable vibro knife.
0: And in fact, the all the closets on this transport were equipped with something resembling a uniform. It's not an imperial uniform, again, by any means, but the entire staff is going to look unified.
1: It's a planetary uniform. It's for that planet we're coming from. probably has their colors, probably has their little patch on their arm. Mm-hmm. I slip it on and then I go to my trunk that I brought aboard and I open up the false bottom of it and look through some of the weapons that I brought and I look at the lightsaber there. It's Madonin's hilt. And knowing that it doesn't have a crystal anymore, so I just kind of set it to a side and just grab an extra light pistol to put behind me and stuff like that. And then I settle the false bottom down and go on. Just kind of wanted to point out my character no longer has a lightsaber. Okay. A functional one.
0: And with your gear all settled, where do you go?
1: Heading to the bridge.
0: And the approach to Alderaan is uneventful. As you're on the bridge, Cerise Nobella is there as well as several of the other staff members, along with the crew that is, is manning the transport. And you can see Alderaan as you approach. Alderaan is unequivocally a beautiful planet. There's beautiful blue oceans, lush green landmasses. There's a couple of deserts. There's ice caps. You can see in the southern hemisphere, there's a little bit of a storm brewing. But otherwise, Alderaan looks idyllic.
1: Castian pauses before pointing towards one of the continents. There it is. There's, uh, he looks towards Cerise. Crive City is in there. It's a city built within a massive crevice across the land. It's beautiful. Uh, that's where I grew up.
0: It is unfortunate that our trip does not take us there.
1: Oh, Crive City, no. No, of course not. But it's still, still good to see the old planet. Is there anything you need me to do before landing, ma'am?
0: No, Gorian.
1: Very well. Well, I'll just make sure that everyone's ready and in uniform. Good. What is the itinerary, ma'am?
0: Uh, my secretary has that.
1: Uh, should I go find her and speak with her? Yes. I will do so. And I'm going to hunt down her secretary.
0: The poor, overworked, probably underpaid secretary, if her salary is anything like yours, is in one of the hallways again Overburdened with stuff. Not only does she have the data pads now, but she is organizing the some of the servitor droids to take care of Cerise Nobella's accoutrements, her trunks, her traveling gear. You can tell one of the servitor droids, it obviously has a caster or something off with one of its wheels because while it has it's on a four wheeled chassis and one of the wheels is kind of like a shopping cart wheel where it's not quite touching the ground. So it's just rattling back and forth.
1: Uh, uh, One second, please. And I say as I kind of stop her from moving it. I open up my bracer, which has a collection of little tools. I pull the one out and I just, I'm going to try to fix it quickly.
0: You're not even going to have to roll for it. It's its easy. <sighs> this is wear and tear. This is something that happens to droids of this make.
1: Uh, not a problem. They didn't give you the newest droids on this adventure, did they?
0: No, they did not.
1: I'm here for the itinerary. I need to know where we are going, what seems to be the meetings, anything oh, like that.
0: Uh, oh, yes, of course. Uh, So... It is approximately midday, uh, Alderon local time, of course, mm-hmm. and we are to be. Oh, okay. So we have two hours until the day of investiture ceremony mm-hmm. begins. So we have the ritual that is going to declare the crown princess, the crown princess, of course. So we have uh, two hours until that starts. That will last probably for at least. Where another are we two-
1: going when we land?
0: Oh, we are well. We are going to the palace to to see, be see, shown to our rooms.
1: Oh, we're staying at the palace. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you very much. You've been very helpful. Good luck. Oh. As I as I just walk away, as the droids go full fraggle. <laughs>
0: You land at the bustling spaceport in Alderaan's capital city. Mm -hmm. As Alderaan is a beautiful planet, it is a planet that values learning and technological advancements, so the spaceport is one of the most modern that you have been in outside of Coruscant. Some of the best minds in the galaxy work on Alderaan, so they have made sure that the spaceport is filled with every luxury travelers could need, as well as cutting edge technology. As it is the capital of the planet, you see all kinds of people bustling back and forth, all kinds of aliens, humans of course are the dominant species there, but people from all around the galaxy come to Alderaan, especially during such a momentous occasion as the Day of Investiture. When you land, you are not the only diplomatic delegation that has landed recently. As you're looking around, you can see several groups that are with different planetary identifications. You see the Chandrillan delegation has arrived recently, as well as the Galateans. Among the Galatean delegation, one person that catches your eye is a teenage girl. While obviously teenage girls take a large role in galactic politics, amongst some members of the Galactic Senate. The Galateans are not one of those delegations. So it seems odd that there'd be a teenage girl in this group. And she catches your eye because her hair is vibrantly purple and her outfit is actually lined with some kind of light emitting diodes. So she literally lights up as she walks.
1: I raise a brow at that, that's weird. My character tries not to embarrass the ambassador, keeps everybody in line. And I'm trying to help the secretary navigate, acting like I know where I'm going. But I really, you know, they, I read a schematic and the schematic wasn't, you know, up to date. So I'm trying to figure out where the hell we go from here.
0: Give me a Knowledge Core Worlds check. This is going to be average because there's a lot of hustle and bustle. You looked at a schematic, but as you said, it was out of date and it certainly didn't have this many people in it. Oh,
1: wow. Three successes, but three threats.
0: Oh... As you are struggling with some of the gear and and keeping track of where you want to go, you see a shuttle come by. You know, it's like the monorail at any uh, normal airport. So you quickly just hop on. You hold the door to make sure your entire group gets on. Kind of playing chaperone Mm -hmm. to this motley crew. And as soon as the door closes behind you, you look at the group that is assembled. And just beyond your group, it's this little pod of colorful people in a sea of imperial black as an admiral and his crew is taking up the rest of this train car.
1: Are you kidding me? Castian just turns away and looks right out the tram window, watching them from the reflection. Uh, He's trying to make sure Laris is doing kind of the same.
0: And there's no problem. They just want to go where they're going as well. And it transports you to the other side of the spaceport where there is land transportation to take you directly to the palace. There is a palace guard who has actually been assigned to meet you. They're standing there with a sign with Cerise Nebella's name on it, waiting for you to get into their speeder.
1: Yep, I move up to them. I step to the side, kind of making sure they're Mm -hmm. not assassins. And then I nod towards Cerise.
0: Thank you, Gorion. And you are whisked away to the palace of Alderaan. As you approach the palace, it is unmistakable when you see these spires. Now, a lot of monarchies and other grandiose leaders throughout the galaxy, they build massive monuments to themselves, to their wealth and their power. Now, the Alderaan monarchy spans millennia, so it'd be very easy to think that they must have the grandest, most imposing palace in the sector, perhaps in all of the galaxy. But actually that's not the case. Instead of building up, the Alderanian monarchy built outward. So the palace is this massive, sprawling complex of beautiful white stone. But as you get closer to it, you can see that some of these rooms that you can see into, some of them are absolutely ancient, hewn from rough rock and stone. Others are are absolutely modern data centers filled with hollow chambers and the most recent technology. Each generation of the Alderon monarchy has not sought to replace the past. Instead, they have chosen to add their own statement onto the existing structure.
1: I try not to roll my eyes as I realize this. Alderon can't throw away a good thing.
0: Um, sorry, what was that?
1: Oh, nothing. I'm just uh, looking at the—in the distance, you see over there those giant spirals— those are actually not man-made. Those are calyx. Uh, they were an ancient race from long ago, left uh, of insectoids. Uh, long oh. instinct.
0: Fascinating.
1: Absolutely. And this is the palace, as you can tell. It, uh, they, they don't tend to go up because they don't want to obscure the beauty of Alderon's skyscape.
0: It is, in fact, quite a, a sight to see. I'm, I'm glad that I was invited here to take part in this.
1: And uh, if you don't mind me asking, what gift did you bring for the princess?
0: That was not indicated anywhere in the diplomatic attachés that were sent. Oh,
1: I I apologize. Never mind, then.
0: This is is not a a birthday by any means. She turned 16 several several months ago. This is merely a a, a formality. This
1: is when she becomes an adult, though, where people look upon her not as a princess, but towards the future queen. It's a reminder to her that you acknowledge that she is going to be the queen one day. Just something nice, a, a, a sweet token, a a nice hairbrush, a piece of chocolate, something just to know that this celebration is for her, not to her. It's it's not that important.
0: Uh, oh, 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 of of course. Um, excuse me. And she turns to her secretary and is obviously having a very angry, hushed conversation. Secretary looks over Cerise Nabella's shoulder at you and glares. I guess. You I just a, made her job more difficult. I
1: give a slight smile as great. As long as they're worried about other things, they won't have to focus on me.
0: Interesting strategy. Because
1: mm-hmm. uh, the last thing I want is like, oh, tell me more about the Killix. Uh, so no, I just I'm just I'm just causing discourse. Not lying about stuff, but I'm just literally reading everything Laris got me because Laris is very thorough in her research.
0: Very thorough.
1: So I'm probably picking up some stuff that this woman doesn't know.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Great. Oh, I'll throw her a bone. What did Gleo have to do to become the princess? You said that she had to go through some stuff. Yes. Born.
0: So, Leia has been princess since she was adopted by the Organas. And that is not a secret. They are very happy to say that that Leia is their adopted daughter. Mm -hmm. She is their pride and joy. And all of Alderaan seems to have absolutely accepted this girl. She is 100% their princess. So several months ago, she had her day of declaration, which was shortly after she turned 16. Mm -hmm. And it was when she declared that she intended to become the crown princess of Alderaan. And she had to go through three ordeals, one of the heart, one of the body and one of the spirit.
1: Are those secret? or is, is no, it no, it's
0: absolutely public knowledge. What,
1: what, what was the public knowledge?
0: So several months ago, Leia went through the Day of Demand, another highly formalized ritualistic ceremony where she was required to declare how she was going to prove herself worthy of being the heir of Alderaan. So she had to do a challenge of the body, the heart, and the mind. So her challenge of the mind was she stepped up her service in her assistance of her father in the Imperial Senate. For her challenge of the heart, she undertook several missions of charity and mercy to different planets. She helped mining colonies with equipment. She helped planets that had been under several types of sanctions from the Galactic Senate to make sure they had medicine and supplies like that. And for her challenge of the body, she climbed Alpenza Peak, which is just outside of the capital city. And that had, of course, a lot of resonance with the people of Alderaan because Leia's mother actually also climbed Alpenza Peak for her challenge of the body. And in fact, almost died when she was ascending that peak.
1: Great. So my character just takes this information, and as she's arguing with her secretary, I lean forward. She is very active right now in charities uh, for people in need, minors of such sort. If you could possibly tell her some information or promise her a charitable donation in her name uh, from the planet to uh, somebody of her choice, that might be something that she'd find encouraging, something about her inspiring you as well.
0: Yes, we'll, we'll take that under advisement.
1: Okay, so yeah, Castian is just, he's playing his role and he's going to follow along doing whatever she needs.
0: And shortly thereafter, you are led into the palace. So you can see inside firsthand this monument to this millennia old monarchy. And it is just as beautiful inside as it is outside. There is obviously a lot of hustle and bustle going on in the palace as they are in taking all of these visitors. There are droids of all shapes and sizes rushing back and forth, helping people, helping decorate, helping clean, as well as, of course, human staff members preparing the same.
1: And they uh, drop us off at our rooms? Yes. They give us like a hallway of this is.
0: Yes, the- there's a, again, this is a giant labyrinth of a palace. So, Every single delegation gets their own wing, essentially. So you all have your own rooms, Mm -hmm. you know, up and down two sides of a hallway.
1: Great. Uh, Along with the palace guards that I'm sure they have at each wing, I'm going to make sure on the other side that we have a guard of ourselves Mm -hmm. just staying there, even if it's just for show.
0: And by the time you are settled into your rooms, you only have about thirty to forty-five minutes before you are expected to assemble for the day of investiture ceremony.
1: Yeah, Castian, he's out somewhere public, uh, but not too far away from the wing. But he's looking at artwork or whatever, just keeping himself public, just in case that person wants to find him and give him his job. He's just trying to be public.
0: No one approaches you.
1: Great. I've been staring at this vase for the last twenty minutes. It's a vase. Congratulations. I give it like a minute before I need to be there and I'll quickly hustle that way then.
0: So you enter the Alderon throne room just seconds before all of the attention turns to the back of the room where the princess is going to enter. Laris informed you of the basic motions of the ceremony, how the princess and her mother and father are going to go through a very rote ceremony as they declare that, yes, their daughter has fulfilled her challenges and she is worthy to inherit the crown of Alderaan. So you kind of blank it out.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is
0: not interesting. I
1: am flicking my eyes around for anybody's like, oh, that guy looks like he'd buy a bounty. Everybody looks like they buy the bounty. What am I talking about? These are all nobles. They're all scum people in my mind.
0: Yes. You definitely notice that there are several, as we've said, delegations from various planets, but most of the room is filled with Alderanians.
1: They all just look overly dressed. Just the degree of hygiene that these people have. Like, Castian liked being clean and keeping orderly, but these people have makeup, and their outfits are ridiculous. If not, they're not practical. This is... It's a clown show for Castian, but he keeps his behavior in check, looking official like a guard.
0: The ceremony is short but sweet, obviously very emotional for the queen of Alderaan and her husband, but it goes off without a hitch. And after about 30 minutes of this ceremony, again, stodgy and boring, you are released to go to the feast, which is in this grand ballroom dining hall that they have set up. It is set up with a U-shaped table that everybody is is seated at. Oh, wow.
1: So this is a massive table.
0: Absolutely. It's
1: like a, a giant U inside of a stadium. Yes. <laughs> wow. Cool. And in the middle, is that, is that where, like, where the dancing takes place? Yes. <laughs> That's so cool now. I'm digging this. I want to be an Alderanian.
0: So at the feast, the Shandrillan delegation is seated close to the royal family. Of course, the royal family is at the head of the table, the base of the U. The Shandrillans are seated very close to them, and the royals hardly pay any attention to any of their other guests.
1: Oh, so they're just talking with the Shandrillans.
0: Yes. The Chandrillans are a human delegation, and you would recognize certainly the head of their delegation is Mon Mothma, who is a member uh, in good standing of the Imperial Senate.
1: Mon Mothma, of course. I look towards Serene. Uh, She's very well known, I, I hear. Very outspoken. She gets away with quite a bit.
0: Yes, there is. And you can tell she wants to say something more, but it's obviously not something that It's something that you need some level of security clearance to hear. So she obviously almost forgot herself. Yes. Yes, she is well known.
1: Is there anything you need from me? Do you want us to do any rounds, ma'am? I can send the soldiers.
0: I don't think there's any need for that. She looks around a little bit and you see that... Nobody else's security detail is actively working. Everybody is seated at the table for the meantime. A multi-course feast is being brought out just course after course after course. I
1: spot one of my soldiers using the wrong spoon and I'm giving him the eyes.
0: It is absolutely the fanciest food and the most food that you've seen at one time in quite a while. And finally, after what feels like an interminable amount of time, dessert is finally served and the dancing begins. Queen Breha and Bale Organa, they dance. They seem extremely happy, very proud, very in love as they share a spin around the dance floor. But after the, the Queen and, and the Viceroy have their dance, then everybody else is free to join in as well. Now people are beginning to get up and have more casual conversations.
1: Where's Cerise? What is she doing?
0: She just stays sitting awkwardly at the table. She she does not know anybody else. That becomes very obvious that nobody there knows her. She doesn't know anybody else. Cerise? Uh, Yes.
1: Uh, A lot of the nobles are dancing right now. As you can tell, some of the ambassadors are holding off. Would you do me the honor of being one of the first ambassadors to dance?
0: Well, if the others aren't, perhaps protocol requires- Delightful.
1: (laughs) <laughs> I'm just taking her hand and I'm leading her there. If I'm the first person dancing with the ambassador, they could see me and know that I'm the person they hired and they should talk to me about my target because I don't do well with fancy parties. So yeah, I'm taking her and escorting her quickly towards the dance floor.
0: All right. And a new song picks up. It is in fact... An Alderon two-step number.
1: Oh, Alderon two-step.
0: Now, when you have a large group like this, the Alderon two-step is not merely a partnered dance; it is a group dance where you are going to spend most of it with your partner, but you also go from person to person. Think of formal ballroom dance scenes that we've seen in in hundreds of you know, Renaissance-era sort of stories.
1: You'll do great. Here we go,
0: and off you go. go. I would say since you're not trying to remember the steps at this point, mm-hmm. I would let you do it as an athletics roll.
1: Oh, yes.
0: I would even let you use an easy athletics roll.
1: And I'm actually going to spend oh. a point. I want to I want to make sure this. I look good in this.
0: So you are upgrading one of your dice.
1: Five successes, one advantage, and a dark side point. I'm not going to use the dark side. Okay. I'm not going to use the dark side to nail this dance.
0: Oh. With five successes, you don't need to. You actually steal the show a couple of times from the Queen and the Viceroy.
1: Oh, no, that's not my plan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not bad, not bad. But you, you, every woman in the room is very pleased when it's finally her turn to dance with you, including the princess.
1: I'm dancing with Leia?
0: Yes. She saw how much fun was being had out on the ballroom floor. As
1: I'm dancing before I get to Leia, I want there to be kind of a, a flashback. All right. Of, like a dancing and Castian smiling and he is charming everybody. And then there's a flashback or a memory that Castian remembers Of he's probably still a teenager 19 maybe 20 years old And he's spinning someone in a dark room And he's just making uh, conversation Flirting left and right And then as it goes to him it sees It's him and then the ninth sister Mm. And at one point Castian missteps and hits her foot Ah. I'm trying. If your feet weren't the size of land speeders, maybe we could do a proper two-step.
0: And if you didn't weigh as much as a Wookiee, then it wouldn't be a problem. I would rather be dancing with a
1: Wookiee compared to you, child. And suddenly the lights turn on and two figures move towards them, Brandel and Tremaine.
0: Brandel sneers at you with utter contempt, and he pulls the ninth sister, his apprentice, aside, and they're having a very stern, hushed conversation while Tremaine approaches you. What seems to be the problem?
1: This is ridiculous. I don't need to learn how to dance and charm. I'm in, I am an inquisitor. I am here to, to bring justice for His Majesty the Emperor, and I'm, I'm dealing with that? How hard is it to woo someone?
0: Tremaine raises a single eyebrow. I will allow this impertinence once. Your job as an inquisitor is to do what you are asked.
1: Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, sir. I, I I I apologize, Tremaine. And he bows his head, and then suddenly the lights go back and he's pushed forward into the arms of the ninth sister. And he looks down and he sees that her knuckles are actually bleeding from like a some like she just got punished. But she's smiling as if she's having a grand on time. And then they just continue the act of, this is great. We're having great. I'm so excited. And it goes back just as he lands right in front of his next dance partner, Leia.
0: Leia steps into your arms. Absolute perfect posture. Perfect form. Even better than the ninth sister. But she is obviously... Not entirely there. You know, she has a faraway look in her eyes. Even though this party is for her and about her, she couldn't care less that she's here.
1: Castian just spends her, gives her an extra five seconds of silence before he says, And you thought a penza was hard. I'm sorry. This is the true test. People, nobles, people are looking at you all the time. It's, uh, I, I, I congratulate you. I wouldn't know what to do myself.
0: She puts on a smile. It's what I have been trained for my entire life.
1: Same here. It gets easier.
0: And then the dance whisks you apart.
1: And then I end with my original dance partner? Yes. And I smile at her. How'd you do?
0: I think I did, uh, acceptably well.
1: And did you talk to anybody? I say as I escort her away from the dance floor.
0: Uh, several people. Uh, the, uh, uh... Many members of the 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 noble the great houses of Alderaan, of course. Uh, they, uh, I spoke with with the with members of the Chandrillan delegation. It was uh, it was a whirlwind.
1: Yes, yes, uh, they'll remember you. You actually got out there and danced, unlike most of these other people. That's. They rather people have take a chance. I spoke about you to uh, the Thools, the Migrates, and a few other the no- smaller noble houses. So maybe they'll be dropping by to welcome you to these new functions.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Uh, th- would you like something to drink? I can go. I'm about to go and grab myself. No,
0: I- I'll, I'll, I'm just going to uh, return to return to my seat. Thank uh, you.
1: And if is it all right if I?
0: Yes, please, please, and in- in- enjoy yourself. I. I can't imagine there's much need for security at this point. Please uh, enjoy your return home.
1: I will. Thank you. And I'm moving off. And as I turn away, my smile just drops as this is like, this is exhausting. This whole thing's an act for Casty, and he's just doing what he's been taught. And he's moving towards the bar to grab a drink and continue his search for whoever's looking for him.
0: So you step up to the bar. Of course, it is a full-service bar, so you can get any type of drink that you want. They have spirits and liquors from across the galaxy, as well as several sort of signature cocktails that use artisanal ingredients locally sourced from some of the best farmers on Alderaan.
1: Just some tea, please. Any sort of tea will be fine, thank you.
0: Tea? What sort of person comes to a party and merely orders tea? A gentleman next to you asks.
1: One that doesn't want spirits
0: to ruin the evening, sir. The man next to you, he's a tall man with tanned skin. He has deep lines around his eyes and and his mouth. Obviously a rather jovial gentleman. He has salt and pepper black hair. And really the most that you can take away from him is that he seems soft. You are someone that was raised in one martial tradition after another, who worked the hardest, most menial jobs in the galaxy as a slave. You are used to people who are hardened. And this man is just soft, as many nobles are, of course. And you recognize that his garb is traditional Alderanian make. And in fact, you peg him as a member of one of the great houses of Alderaan.
1: Perhaps uh, you would recommend another spirit for me? You seem to be a man of great knowledge, uh, wisdom, inside experience. Uh, what do you recommend for a man trying to keep his wits about him?
0: Well, if you insist on having tea, they say that anything brewed with water from the clouds of Bespin is going to keep you clear-headed.
1: Bespin tea it is. I'm and Tahoe. I'm part of uh, Ambassador Cerise Nubella's entourage.
0: Cortan... Welcome to Alderaan.
1: Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. It's been a while since I've been able to grace these shores with myself. I'm actually born from Alderaan.
0: How interesting. I'd like to hear more of your reminiscences about your home planet. After you get your refreshment, of course. I would love to talk to you more out on the balcony.
1: Of course. I look forward to our conversation.
0: As do I.
1: As he steps away, I collect my tea, I give it a good minute or two, and then I'm going to follow him. I'm really hoping this is just not a guy that wants to talk about Alderaan. (laughs) I'm really hoping that's not the case. As I'm moving through the crowd, I lock eyes with Laris, who is probably hovering near wherever the ambassador is, in order to help with her translation. And just give her a nod of, I I think I made contact, Mm -hmm. and I keep on walking.
0: There are several balconies, actually, but Cortan, he indicated which one that you are to follow him to. As you pass several of the other balconies, you see people who have stepped aside to catch some air. Uh, You see young people obviously sharing special moments together. Nothing untoward is happening, but young love is in the air. You see that the princess has stepped aside. She is standing out on one of the balconies with the girl with the purple hair. And finally, you reach the balcony where Cortan indicated that you should meet. The balcony is overlooking the river Aldera, which is the primary river that goes through this continent.
1: I take a sip of the tea? Ah, you are right. My vision is clear.
0: Good. I believe we have a mutual friend. Do you know of Akir?
1: That I do. You're my contact, yes?
0: Excellent, excellent. Yes. Yes. I hope that you have not had too difficult of a time.
1: No job too difficult, sir.
0: Excellent. There is a plague upon the great houses of Alderaan. I need an exterminator. I've been told that you are that exterminator.
1: Yes, and I've been told that you are very tight-lipped on who you wish for me to exterminate. I assume that's because you don't want a paper trail? Correct. Not a problem.
0: I'm going to take you at your word that no job is too difficult. Not at all. Because the person that I need exterminated is Darian Ceres. While the name Darian doesn't have any meaning for you, <coughs> the surname Ceres actually does, because in all of that paperwork that Laris sent to you detailing some of the most minute minutiae of life on Alderaan, included in that is the list of the 22 great houses of Alderaan. These are the nobility, their equivalent of dukes and duchesses. And among those houses is the Sarises. The Saris line dates back to shortly after the Alderanian Civil War, which was, of course, thousands of years ago at this point. So while they are not one of the oldest families, because there are families that predate that civil war, they are a long, well-established family.
1: A noble. I see. I take it they have quite a bit of security, then.
0: I could not tell you exactly what his security is like. Not a problem. But he is a plague, Not merely upon the Great Houses, but upon Alderaan itself.
1: And is it just him?
0: He is a gunrunner and a spice smuggler. Men like that rarely operate alone.
1: Very well. He'll be dead. When do you need it by?
0: Would be best if it were done before the end of the festival.
1: And that's a couple-day festival, is it? It's a
0: three-day festival. This is day one.
1: Aseris will be dead by that time, I assure you.
0: And one more request? Yes. I will have something delivered to your chambers. I would like you to use it in your extermination.
1: Ah, a a token of your vengeance. Very common, I can do that, sir, yes.
0: Good. Enjoy the rest of the feast.
1: I will enjoy your payment coming through once this is done in a quick and quiet manner.
0: Of course.
1: Enjoy the rest of your time here, sir. It is a festival, after all. And then I'm walking away with the name in my head. And that's all he gave me, a name? Yes. That's all I need, then. I'm moving towards Laris, and I'm trying to give her a signal to follow me as I pass. She does. I need you to look up information on Darian Sarris. He is part of the Noble House, the Ceres family here. I need to know where to find him. He is our target. Of course. How's she doing? I say quickly, darting my eyes towards Ambassador Nibella. Acceptably. Acceptably. Excellent. Uh, that's fine. Anyways, get all the information you can on Darian Saris and find where I can locate him. See what his security is like. This has to be done before the end of the festival. Of course, sir. Enjoy yourself. I raise my cup to her and I'm just moving off. See, I did my part. Now she does her part. And I'm just moving back and just standing behind the ambassador trying to look as lazily intimidating as possible.
0: The feast is going to go long into the night. How long do you think Cerise Nebella lasts?
1: She's probably not slept very long. And at this point, her adrenaline's going to keep her going for a little while, but probably not past midnight.
0: And do you stay as long as she does? Do you try to duck out early? Do you stay longer than her?
1: I'm going to stay as long as her. If I'm starting to sense that she's starting to fumble a little bit, I might even suggest, like, oh, ma'am, you do have those meetings in the morning. Would you you just kind of give her an out in case she's like, I thank you. I need to get out of here. I'm dying.
0: And she does take that out.
1: I'm going to escort her back to her room. Again, I'm allowing Laris to do her job.
0: At the entrance to Cerise Novella's room. You've been escorting her back, and you know that she's definitely enjoyed some of the the spirits and the cocktails that were being served during the party, during the feast. She stops at the door, and just kind of hesitates there for a moment before looking at you. Oh, I guess this is my room.
1: Uh, You did an amazing job tonight. Everybody was very impressed. You uh, made a good first showing.
0: That's, uh... And she smiles, and she blushes. That's, uh... It's... Very nice to hear from from you especially. The uh, the the room that they gave me is is quite quite large and, and and opulent if you would like to see it.
1: My character pauses. She's been drinking, hasn't she?
0: A little bit, but it's in it's in tipsy territory, not blackout drunk, not knowing what she's doing territory.
1: My character pauses, trying to think of, like, I, I can't go in there. And then Your hand just...
0: begins to throb.
1: I would love to uh, go in. <clears throat> I clench my hand in pain. Uh, but tonight is unfortunately not a good night. I, I told the men that I would be the first watch in the hallway.
0: Uh, oh, of, of course. And she looks embarrassed, just crushed.
1: Uh, uh, it was, it's, it's my character is clenching his jaw now as his hand is hurting like hell and he puts his hand behind his back and takes her hand and, and places a kiss on top of it I'm sorry for um, having to go I uh, a fantastic job I, I, I need uh, need uh, good day ma'am and he's bowing horribly bows, horrible bows and then he stumbles back and goes into his own room quickly and then he opens the door he's like I'm, I'm just uh, making sure I have the I'll be I'll be at the end of the hall to protect. Just another minute. Close the door, and then I'm like looting my entire room trying to find that blue Echo die That one more hit of it. The
0: very last hit.
1: Yes, and after like a minute of me just like tossing everything, because at first it's like, oh, is it under here? Is it under here? What the hell was that? And he starts like just trashing his place, and he finally finds it in the heel of his boot where he was hiding it and he you know puts it in the vial uh, his hand shaking as he slowly injects it into himself and finally the substance starts taking hold and he lets out a deep breath and he shivers as he kind of just like falls back against the bed and just kind of sits there panting heavily as his hand throbs throbs and then nothing Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fandible Solo Shot Star Wars Force and Destiny. Please follow Solo Shot Podcast and Fandible on Twitter, and please share this episode on social media. You can also leave a review for Fandible on iTunes or your podchaser of choice to help others find us and enjoy games like this one. You can also find us on Patreon if you want to make a donation to help keep our equipment up and running. But most importantly, always remember, may the Force be with you.